0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Or... sword, not just defense. They, they lifted up shield and sword. Somebody say sword. So it's not just defense. Sometimes they say the greatest, the greatest defense is a great offense. Take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You know, Jesus defeated the devil three times. It is written, it is written, it is written. The Bible says the sword of the spirit is the word of God. One of the saddest things today is that we have pretty much a biblically illiterate generation. We can walk into church and we got the smoke machines and we got the LED screens and we got the lighting, we got the sound and we got the great praise and we got the great worship and we got the great dance and we got the great items and we got awesome foyers and we got interaction and we got connect groups and we got events and we got, you know, flat whites and cafe lattes and everything in the foyer but but man we're failing our people if we don't equip them with swords if we don't get the word to them I don't want to preach readers digest I don't want to preach time magazine I want to preach the bible because let me tell you the strength of your life is determined by the level of the word Jesus when the devil attacked him said who does anyone have a Torah Uh, I don't even know how to respond here. No, no, Jesus knew, devil, it is written. Hey, devil, it is written. Hey, devil, it is written. If the word lives in you, if the Word lives in you, there is nothing from the outside that can overcome. Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word endureth forever. Your battle, your your warrior, your victories is determined by the level of the Word that is on the inside of you. Every single satanic attack that Leanne and I have experienced over our years here in San Diego and even before that, every single time God came. The Holy Ghost came. The Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit lifts up a standard against him. There is no higher standard than the Word of God. Every time the devil came, God would quicken me a word. If I would just separate, if I would just go into my closet, if I would just seek the Lord, as I would seek God, the Word would come, the Word would come. And the Word was always a greater greater weapon. The Word always outclassed. The Word always outmatched. The Word always outgunned. No matter what forces came against me, the Word, the Word of God prevailed." The Word of God overcomes the Word, never returns to Him void. It always accomplishes that for which it is sent out. Do not pray begging prayers, pray word prayers. God did not make you a beggar, He made you a child. He made you His son, He made you His daughter. Jesus says the Son goes about His Father's business. The Son knows the Father's business, the Son knows the Father's assignment. It's a Middle Eastern culture. There are so many Christians, they pray begging prayers. The reason they do that is they they, they they think that they've got to beg God. to No, no, God says, what is my word? What is my promise? What is Pray word prayers. Have the word of God in your mouth. Go into battle, not just with your shield of faith, but with the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Remind the devil, it is written. Hey, devil, it is written. Come into alignment, it is written. We're in this mess because... Satan said, has God really said? Has God really said? That's where the fracture happened. Man lost the garden. Man lost paradise. Man lost dominion. Man lost authority because he stepped away from it is written. He stepped away from what God said. So watch the second Adam comes. And when Satan tempts him, he says, hey, devil, it is written. Let me just tell you what happened. Not only did God speak it but we wrote it down and I believe it. I'm aligning myself with what God said because it's written. We've recorded what he said and I'm leaning on this. We need a generation that understands the word of God, stands on the promises of God and fights with the sword of the spirit. Number, number five, the Bible says they shoot with the bow. They shoot with the bow. This speaks more than just they were resourceful. At first I thought, man, it's resourcefulness. It's adaptability because, you know, they had a shield and a sword and they could shoot with the bow. I thought, man, these are resourceful people. We need resourceful Christians. We need Christians that can adapt. And then I felt the Holy Spirit say, no, no, shoot with the bow is the prophetic. Shooting with the bow is prophetic. When, when Elisha, the Bible says, when he became sick with the illness of which he would die, the king of Syria came to him and says, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen, and Elisha says to him, take a bow and some arrows. So he took a bow and some arrows. He says, put your hands on them. And then Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. He says, now open the east window and shoot. So he opens the east window where the sun rises. Up till now, they've been oppressed by Syria for many, many years. He says, the sun's about to rise on a brand new day. Shoot an arrow. And the Bible says, he shoots the arrow. And Elisha prophesies the arrow of the Lord and deliverance from Syria. When you, when you shoot arrows, most Christians know the word of God, but they don't know how to shoot with the bow. They don't know how to shoot arrows. They don't know how to prophesy. Prophesying is you take a word that God gave you today and you shoot it into your tomorrow. While your children are on drugs, you shoot a word that all my children shall be taught of the Lord. You you, you shoot that, that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You begin to shoot into your future. All my children shall shall grow up in the house of God. They shall be sculpted in palace style. My, my daughter shall be... Fashion like a beautiful vine in the palace. She will be a princess of the Most High. You begin to shoot the word of God. Greater is He that is in me. You begin to shoot the word of God into your future. You begin to shoot the word of God. San Diego, a city of Christ. You begin to shoot the word of God. Every place the sole of my foot shall tread, God has given me. You begin to shoot the word of God. Buildings come to us. Buildings and territories come to us. Every building that we buy, God will fill. Every building that we buy, God will fill. You begin to shoot the word of God into your future. You declare every generational curse is broken off my life. My children. I'm a a curse-breaking generation. My children shall not grow up with the same handicap and with the same dysfunction, with the same disabilities that I had to face. I'm gonna take down my lions. I'm gonna take down my bears. I'm gonna take down these Goliaths. I'm gonna take down these giants so that my children can walk to to heights that I never got to, but they're gonna stand on my, you begin to shoot into your tomorrow. You begin to prophesy, shoot words. Number six is skillful in war. And I've got 10, I'm so sorry. Skillful in war. They were skillful in war. I like that. They were skillful in war. To be skillful at something means you practice it. We, 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 have a, we, have a, we have a passivity that has crept into the church that, you know, you know war is evil. War is wrong. Many years ago, uh, I was watching Harrison Ford in Air Force One and the opening opening few minutes has this statement. And it says, peace is not the absence of conflict, but the presence of justice. Peace is not the absence of conflict, but the presence of justice. Do not be fooled by your culture. Do not be lied to by your culture. Unfortunately, war is both a necessity and an inevitability. I don't believe that God's into war. Well, then you probably need to reread your Bible. Because Exodus 15 verse 3 says, The Lord, our God, is a man of war. The Lord is a man of war. Your God is a warrior God. He crushed the devil's head. He overthrew the principalities and powers. He defeated the darkness and he rose again from hell and death with the keys of hell and death in his right hand. He calls us to go to war. Every time you pray Shebre de you are in a, Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The church is established. The church is positioned in a climate in an atmosphere of war and the devil has put a lie in there that somehow you don't need to be a warrior Oh no no you just you just pray for peace and and peace is the absence of conflict no it's not it's the presence of justice if you want peace and you go to bind the devil the way that you deal with the schoolyard bully is you have to confront the bully you have to take out the bully you have to take down the bully then there's going to be peace in the playground it's the same as playground earth we have to take down the bullies we have to take down the demonic principalities and powers they were skillful in war They were skillful in war. Somebody say amen. We need prayer warriors that know how to pray. That's why we're doing 40 days. 40 days, every Wednesday night, we're going to be gathering in our locations and we're going to be going stand toe to toe. We're going to be binding devils. We're going to casting down strongholds. We're going to be throwing down principalities and powers. We're going to establish righteousness. We're going to shoot arrows. I'm telling you, the devil has opened a can that he doesn't want to face because we're going to go, we're going to pray. We're going to see our city change and we're going to see our nation change. Somebody say, amen. It says they were skillful in war. Number seven, who went to war? I love that they weren't just talking about it. How many, how many Christians talk about spiritual warfare, but never actually do spiritual warfare? How many Christians talk about stuff, but they don't actually do it? We're not just going to talk about the power of prayer. We're not just going to talk about the power of the Word of God. We're actually going to do it. Number eight, the Bible says that God helped them. He heeded their prayer because they put their trust in Him. Eight is faith. Faith is spelled T-R-U-S-T. Faith is spelled T-R-U-S-T. God heeded their prayers because they trusted in Him. They didn't fight for God, but with God. They were helped because they trusted. We want to be be a church that is led by the Holy Ghost. We want to be a church that partners with the Holy Ghost. When God moves, we move. We, we, We don't want to step ahead of God. We're not trying to fight a battle in our city for God. We're fighting with God. The Holy Spirit is your helper. He comes and He gives you words. Number nine is spoil. Number nine is spoil. It says they took away their livestock, 50,000 of the camels, 250,000 of their sheep. You will find that every victory has spoil. All the way through the Bible, whenever you see a battle where Israel wins, where Judah wins, there's always spoil. There's great spoil. The reason that that is is because God wants you to know the temptation you're facing, that the things that have gripped you and the things that have held you bound for so long, that there is a, they, there is a reward in overcoming. The devil wants you to stay a prisoner and ensnared to your addictions, to your lust, to your appetites, to to the demonic spirits that that have have held you bound, maybe even generationally. But the Bible says all the way through the book of Revelation, seven letters, seven churches, to him who overcomes, I will give. To him who overcomes, I will write a new name. To him who overcomes, I will give. To him who overcomes, to him who overcomes, to him who overcomes, my reward. God is a rewarder, God What you overcome, what you overcome there is always spoiled. What you overcome, you have authority over. I remember watching the the movie Lord of the Rings and there's a scene where Gandalf the Grey fights the Balrog, this demon. And it looks like you shall not pass. And the demon falls off the bridge. But with his tail, he trips Gandalf's leg and Gandalf goes down fighting for the next hour or so you don't see Gandalf but in the next uh in the next sequence in the in the trilogy Gandalf comes but he's no longer Gandalf the gray he's now Gandalf the white and he has greater authority he has greater levels of power why because uh Tolkien understood that whatever you overcome whatever you overcome there is spoil the devil wants you bound but we're here to overcome whatever you overcome you walk in the spoil. I I had to overcome. My father lived in rage. He lived in hatred of his father. He lived in in violence. He lived in bitterness. He lived in rejection. He lived in lust. He lived. In, he was bound by all of these things. All of those same things passed to me. I had to battle, but I found that by overcoming those things, there is spoil. The spoil of a, a great marriage. The spoil of authority. The spoil of influence. The spoil of leadership. The spoils of peace. There is spoil for everything that you're facing right now. Don't be overwhelmed. God has positioned you. Yes, it may be a Goliath, a sign to take you out in the valley. But as you overcome, as you defeat that thing, understand that you get authority over it and you get spoil that comes along, along with it. God is a God who, just like me, loves to spoil his children. And God is going to spoil you. Number ten, Number 10, engaging God makes it God's battle. Makes it God's battle. The Bible says uh, that God fought with them because the war was God's war, because the war was God's. When we engage God, when we engage God, God comes into our battles. We wanna teach people, we wanna teach our church how to engage God in prayer. Abraham Lincoln, right at the the, the precipice of the Civil War, was asked, whose side do you think God is on? Is He on our side? Or is he on their side? And Abraham Lincoln turned and he says, My boy, I'm not so much wondering whether God is on our side or whether God is on their side. I'm wondering, are we on God's side? For he is always right. I'm wondering, are we on God's side? For he is always right. When we engage God, let me just tell you this how do you know if you're on God's side? It's very simple the Word of God. God never says something does not reflect his will. What God wills, he words, and what God words, he wills. Let's line up with the word of God. And then the, sad, the saddest verse is verse 25. They were unfaithful to God, and it was their demise. I honestly believe that America today is on, on the cusp. We've taught a generation there is no God. We've removed prayer. We've re- removed Bible reading from schools. We've said, hey, if it feels good, do it. Just give in to your lust. Give in to your appetites. We have a generation that has moved away from God. But we need, to, we need to understand that it's the job of the pulpit. It's the job of the church. It's the assignment. It's the mission of the church to bring people back to God. He is a good God. He is a holy God. He is a righteous God. He is a loving God. And his laws and his ways will never harm you. Every single time I've forsaken a sin and embraced his laws, his truths in my life, it has always brought liberation. It has always brought freedom. It has always brought peace. It has always brought blessing. The Bible says when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. There's something fantastic. We need to bring a nation back to God. I remember many years ago driving the first time. It was the first time God ever spoke to me. I was a brand new Christian. And I can still see today, I'm driving over the, the railway lines at Oak Flats. And just as I'm going over the railway lines, this thought comes into my head, it is a blessed nation that stretches its hand out to idols. And it was so foreign. It was the most foreign thought that I knew it had to come from God because it wasn't in my thoughts. And then it just was like a stone in my shoe. It just kept spinning over. It's a blessed nation that stretch. And then as I began to read the Bible, I found that there's a pattern all the way through the Bible. Every time the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, the Lord would deliver them. He would restore them. He would defeat their enemies and he would bless them. And then as they got into the fatness of their blessing, as they got into the indulgences of their blessing, they would then slacken their devotion to God and begin to stretch their hands out to idols again and then find themselves, their protection departed, the enemy coming in and them enslaved again. And then they would cry out to God and the pattern just repeats over and over and over. It is a blessed nation that stretches its hands out to idols. It is our time. It is our season. The sun has risen on this generation. What will we do? Well, we understand it's a blessed nation and America is most blessed of all nations, but it's a blessed nation that stretches its hands out to idols. We need to proclaim God. We need to turn a generation and a nation back to God. We are one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. We need to return America to its greatness, to its glory and its glory is in God. We even printed it on 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 our money. Our money says in God we trust. Most people trust in mammon, but not in America. We know that we will have mammon if we trust in God. If we honor God, if with our money we say, no, we honor you. America is the most benevolent, the most generous nation that has ever existed she gives more to charity she gives more to church she gives more to needs than any other nation that has ever existed well that remains there is blessing but a blessed nation stretches its hands out towards idols we saw here the rise and the fall God has called us to have territorial dominion I want you to understand that when you pray stuff happens when you engage God is raising up warriors in this hour in this time come on I want you to stand to your feet right now I want to pray for you lift your hands high to heaven listen if your life is not right with Jesus. Go to awakenchurch.com forward slash Jesus. Get your life right with Jesus. But stop sitting on the sidelines. Stop being a, a a passive Pete, but get onto the battlefield. Come become a warrior. Come and engage. If you don't have a prayer language, receive it now. Just begin to receive it right now. As you can receive. The power of the Holy Ghost. You can have that right now. Begin to speak in languages. When you pray in tongues, the Holy Ghost prays through you. He binds princes. He takes down principalities and powers with fetters and with chains, but I don't understand what I'm saying exactly because you're praying in faith. Whenever I pray, more stuff happens when I don't know what I'm praying for than when I do know or when I think I know what I'm praying for. Father, we thank you right now. You're raising up warriors. You're raising up men and women. Lift your hands high to heaven. I want to break a lie from the devil. The lie of the devil is this, that he's told many of you that, that his stronghold his demonic stronghold, this, this thing's, look at you. It's been in your generations. It lived in your pappy. It lived in your grandpappy and it lived in your great grandpappy. You, who do you think you are, oh man or woman, that you can defeat this thing? You just say, you know who I think I am? I think I'm a child of the most high God. I think I'm the curse breaking generation. Let me tell you right now, devil, my dad may have not afforded. My mama may not afford it. My grandparents may may grand, but I'm fighting you right now. I declare right now in the name of Jesus Christ, you are going down, devil, you are bad in Jesus' name. We declare your grip, your chains, your shackles broken off a generation. I declare that they're gonna overcome and enter into the spoil. Enter into the spoil. They're gonna carry authority in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, give the Lord a great praise. I'm so glad you tuned in. I know this would have helped you. Tune into to Awaken Church again. God bless you. We love you and we'll see you next week. God bless